And now, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of Down the Garden Path, where we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. Hello there, I am Joanne Shaw, owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design. And with me once again across Zoom is my co-host Matthew Dressing. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Joanne, and good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And as we wind up the last Monday of the month, I can't believe it, November is flown by, we are looking at a wonderful publication which will help you keep, help keep both you and your garden organized for the new year. The Toronto and Golden Horseshoe Gardener's Journal. Co-author Sarah Battersby joins us to do a deep dive into the pages of the journal as it celebrates its 30th year. And we're excited that we have we have a couple of um, copies to give away as well. So we're, we'll tell you more about that in just a minute. So um, have a question about the journal please give us a call or not. You could give us a call too, but have a, we would love for you to, nobody calls, so we stop giving out the number. We would love for you to join the conversation and send your questions to instudio101 at gmail.com. That's right. So a little bit about Sarah before she joins us on the show, along with coaxing anything to grow in her dry shade city rock garden. Sarah has been carving a cultivated space out of a forest of lilacs and sumacs at her schoolhouse in Hastings for 30 years. Sarah got the gardening bug with indoor plants as a teenager, co-writes at torontogardens.com, and is particularly interested in planting for wildlife and for scent. She wishes she never planted that gout weed. <laughs> Don't we all? Welcome That's to the right. show, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, do you go, do you take it out of, if you're shopping and you see somebody has gout weed in their cart, do you take it out and tell them <laughs> that they're a, not allowed to buy it? <laughs> that it would be a great tactic. Kind of the anti-gout weed persuasion task force. <laughs> that's right. We need yes. that. We definitely need that. Oh, that's great. Well, welcome to the show. We're excited about the 30th anniversary. Yes. Yes. It's um, 30 years is a long time for a, a public to be ongoing in Canada. So we're really glad to be part of it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of the journal and how it started? Absolutely. Um, the journal came about because of um, Margaret Bennett Elder, who's a long-standing um, member of um, the Garden Writers Association that Helen and I belong to, and that's how we met her. Um, she's a wonderful woman um, and a gardener, lives in Toronto, and she started this publication. Um, it, the germ of it came about about 35 years ago, and it had to do with her son. Um, her son, at the age of 22, was diagnosed with schizophrenia, 
and um, to help him adapt to his kind of new world, um, Margaret quit her job at the time. And it took about five years for them to kind of come to some type of method to, to help David kind of cope with this diagnosis and live his life as best he could. Um, what David did was he created his own journal to help him um, kind of manage his life. So he just started with an eight and a half by 11 sheet folded over. He, um, he folded it in half and then he drew eight boxes, um, seven days of the week and one empty box. And he used that to, to kind of chart his days and help him organize himself. Um, so Margaret uh, was really happy that uh, David came up with this great um technique, this tool. And then she thought, hey, wait a sec, this is something I could maybe use for my own garden, you know, um, you know, um, planner writing to find mm -hmm. out what I've been doing. So she used the same thing for her uh, a garden diary. Um, and then with that, a, a, that extra box, she decided, um, you know, the seven days of the week, it's like, I did this, I did this. And then the, the eighth box was what she should be doing. Uh -huh. So um, what she ended up doing, because she thought it was such a great tool, she made about 50 copies and gave them out to friends and family. And everybody loved it. So then the following year, uh, they said, maybe we could just, you know, publish this. So um, they put it together. Um, David knew how to use the computer. He helped his mother and they they put it together. And that was um, 30 years ago, the initial um, publication. And then as the day, as the years went by, um, they got it professionally designed and they had a history of putting on the cover every year, a um, photograph of an iris, a, a beautiful, um, every year it was a different iris, you know, gorgeous photograph. And they chose that because that was the official flower of the Schizophrenia Association. Oh. So it was like that for 25 years. Um, Margaret, um, in, I guess, 2018, she was uh, coming around 90. And she thought it might be time for me to retire. Mm -hmm. um, and so she knew me and Helen and um, I'm a, a graphic designer in my sort of, you know, official job. Um, and Helen's always been a corporate writer. So we had and she's always worked with graphic designers. Um, I worked in books as well. So it was kind of a natural fit um, to kind of take it on when she she came to us and said, would you be interested? I, yeah. I don't want to do it anymore, but I hate to see it kind of pass away. And yeah. we thought, yeah, sure, let's do it. So um, we took it on for the first year. It was a little bit of a, you know, panic because we didn't have that much time to produce it. We didn't change too much, but we did get it out. And then as the years gone have gone by, we've added um, changed the design a bit, added things, deleted things. And so that's where we are now. Excellent. So you have just really made it your own. Yeah, it's still Margaret. Margaret's name is still on the cover because it's, it's her, it's her book. She brought it into being, you know, um, with her son. And, um, so, but, but, you know, yeah, Helen and I are kind of the, the, um, 
the bus drivers now. <laughs> well, that's a good way to look at it. But yeah. and how perfect for her to think about the two of you. Um, like you said, you, you being a graphic designer and Helen being a writer, you know, that's perfect. And and all of us gardeners, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Um, it just seemed like such a natural uh, progression. And it's been fun. I mean, we were always fans of the book. We always had the book ourselves. Um, we always had one every year. So yeah. to um, to look at it and go, you know, I, I'm loving it. And this is how we can make it even better. So mm-hmm. over the, the years, that's what we've tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Matt, you're a big fan. I am an absolute huge fan of the journal I've got. My current one that I'm working through this year's all Hey, Matt, Matt, we can barely hear you, Matt. Your Your microphone. There you go. Look at that. I'm like waving at him and he's not even listening. I'm so like involved in the journal and going on. I'm (laughs) totally like fanning, fanboying out. Um, But yeah, I was saying, I I mean, I've got mine and I've got mine. I go through, I have uh, a one that is a little sparse for my balcony garden and kind of my plans there. But then I also use one as my everyday journal and I've got a butterfly clip and all sorts of notes and stuff in it. I've already got this year's. I'm just waiting to get into. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I am a huge, huge fan of the journal and I can't speak highly enough about it. Um, well, that oh, makes us so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that I'm not a fan. I have I have last year's. I don't have this year's yet, but I definitely love it as a resource guide. It's not how I use do use a planner. So, you know, it's not for everybody. But I think that's something we w- definitely want our listeners to know that it, and in addition to that, uh, it, the day journal and the daytimer kind of feel to it, the planning. But it's also a, an amazing resource guide, isn't it? Yes, what happened um, with um, um, Margaret when she was building the book, she just, uh, you know, because she's kind of a scholar at heart, and every time she found a resource or a good book or anything, she just, she created at the back of the, the journal, this source book, and it just became huge. There are about um, a thousand entries um, wow. when we took the book over. Um, one of the things that we did with the source book was that we kind of broke it up into smaller chunks and we made the design uh, a little a uh, little bit more readable. So um, and then every year we check to make sure all the sources are are accurate so mm-hmm. that, um, you know, if you want to know who's selling African violets and where to buy soil, you know, and things like that. Um, also, things like parks to visit, gardens to visit, and um, uh, professional um, people in the garden world are are listed Mm -hmm. in the source book. So uh, we we love that part of it. Excellent. And we do have a few questions and people are asking where they can find it. Um, So we want, um, while you're on the computer, um, please check out gardenjournals.ca, right? Yes, um, that's uh, the main website where you can order it. And there are also some shops. Um, Sheridan Nurseries is carrying the book. Uh, the Toronto Botanical Garden Shop also has it. Um, the uh, Royal Botanical Garden in Burlington has it in their shop. And we also have a store in Hamilton um, called, oh, shoot, North. What's it called? There's a bookstore in Hamilton. 
the name is just <laughs> it'll come back that's okay yeah. so yeah so it's, it's available in some retail in locations. stores as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah and um and you can order it to have it delivered to your house as well from um yep. gardenjournals.ca and there's a, a virtual is it a virtual or um an ebook okay so a few years ago we thought the source book was such a great part of the book and it was getting really really big um so uh we thought this should really be a digital thing mm. where people can just open it up on their phone or the computer laptop or ipad or whatever and um you know flip through it and uh we made all the links live so it's kind of like the gardening yellow pages instead of um you know having to type in we've done all the research it's all there and so that's a separate um download that um that you can get on gardenjournals.ca oh excellent so it's the source book that's not the whole thing so it's the source guide the source book yeah okay and we we make every effort every year to update all of the sources now the the latest version uh the edition is for 2021 so um most of the sources would be you know perfectly accurate there might be a few Mm -hmm. sometimes people go out of business and of course you know the last couple of years have been a bit weird um, yeah. but generally if you're looking for something, you click the link and it takes you right to that website. And yeah, we, we love that. Um, that kind of makes it easy to, to find where you're going, uh, yeah. what you're looking for. Sometimes information can be really buried on websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying to look for one thing and it's like, you're clicking around, you don't know where to find it. So we've kind of done a lot of that, um, yeah. that work. Especially, I think, from a plant point of view, too, because sometimes people, you know, you can find out about, quote unquote, plants or, quote unquote, garden stuff. But like you have specific dahlias, like a dahlia grower or a um, I'm looking at like the succulents. I know we had Dave Lynn, David Lynn from um, Dave's Air Plant Corner on our show last week. Right. So someone who's so niche and so specific. Yes. um, You know, I think that's having a source book for that, I think, is great. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so we've got like grasses and willows, mushrooms, native plants, irises, garlic, you know, you want to find all the garlic growers, rare plants, orchids, all all different categories. And then, uh, of course, there are tons of seed vendors um, in the source Mm. book as well. Yeah, Um, so that's a good thing to talk about right because with the pandemic sorry to interrupt you um mm-hmm. see you know uh, all, all online and even on the show lots of questions about where do I get seeds for this and seeds for that so that's another excellent region reason to purchase um the source the journal of course plus the, the source guide because that helps yeah. you with seeds. exactly and then what we do is um we make sure that if it's a U.S. supplier, that they will actually ship to Canada. So we're not going to kind of send you down um, mm. um, a wild goose chase and find that the, the vendor isn't going to be able to fulfill your every wish. Nice. And so the source book, and I think we've got another question. Where to go here? Um, I'm going to forget who it is, and I am sorry. Here we go. Andrew has written in, sorry, says, hello, all. Is the journal free of charge, or is it subscription-based? Thank you. Uh, The journal is uh, not free. Um, It is uh, $24.95 to buy, and uh, yeah, but once you get it, it's yours to keep. Um, 
it's not a subscription. You you would need to just purchase a new one every every year. Yeah, but we do have a mailing list, so um, very nice. If you yeah. want to, just like any any type of planner, right? That you yeah. you purchase a new one every year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we usually get it out in the fall. Um, so um, ours came out early or late October, I guess, for 2022. And the journal actually starts in December. So you do get a little bit of the, the current year. Um, so you can write all about your amaryllis and <laughs> yeah. things like that. Oh, that's great. That's great. So in addition to the journal, just going back to the source book, that one also has a small cost as well, doesn't it? Source book, yes. The the digital version is, I think, two ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the nominal um, fee just to have that, yeah. 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 And we think it's a fantastic deal because <laughs> we just love it so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. It's so detailed. Educational programs, like if you could think of anything, arboretums, botanical gardens wildlife, nature trails, display gardens. I, I have it open in front of me and there is 77 pages packed full of uh, wonderfully researched quality information. So kudos to the three of you, uh, to Helen Thanks, and Margaret Matthew. as well. Um, yeah. the, other, the other thing that I could just kind of jump in here mm. and um, tell you about some of the changes that we've made. Um, Last year, we added a pocket. So um, the reason we did that was that Helen was always, she taped the back flap together um, so that she could start using it um, as a pocket. And then we thought, what the heck? Why don't we just add a pocket? So we've got a little cardboard pocket and it's got two sides where you can put in all your plant tags or anything like little seed packets or things like that and we really think that that's a great yeah you know Re you've always receipts. got so much think about that receipts, receipts. Yeah. so it's kind of like your one place where everything goes you just kind of stuff it in the pocket and um it's all kind of there for you um the other thing we added um this year were the um you know that we have different full moons in the year so we yes. added all the full moons names the special names so you're going to always know when the wolf moon is and oh, and the um the sturgeon moon you'll know when when that is wow where is that feature added it's oh, just yeah. uh, as it falls like next year on june 14th we have the strawberry oh. full moon okay and do you have in and i just learning about the the journal the wolf moon i hadn't noticed that yet um, and so is there a spot to describe all the moons or is it just that you're noting the moon? We're just, we're just noting the moons. No, oh. we, don't, we don't get into details about them. Um, but yes, that's um, not a bad idea to add for next year. Um, the other thing that we have is for kind of general records. We've got um, three tabs in the book. One is the journal, one is records and one is sources. So for records, we have kind of um, general, you know, kind of overview sort of things to remember, like, uh, you know, you can just say, I bought way too much, or I didn't buy enough, or I really had trouble <laughs> finding tomatoes this year, 
you know, anything that you liked, disliked, or specific ideas um, for just kind of months in general. Um, the other thing is the record of buying, sewing, and planting. So it's a little chart and everything that you bought, you can put the date, where you got it, you know, and your results. So we've added extra pages for that because um, just to have that notation of something specific, you know, that, mm -hmm. that you purchased that year, um, we, we added a couple of extra pages for that. Excellent. And we have someone, uh, Sam has written in and he said, uh, good evening. I love the show. That is a very precious picture of Helen and Sarah when they were little girls holding bunches of sweet peas. Uh, um, adorable. Cheers. So that's from Sam. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I think that one's, that's on the website, isn't it? I think it might be. It wasn't in last year's book. I was like looking for it in last year's book. I don't see it there. <laughs> so that must be somebody who already has a. We we were lucky. We had it. We had an uncle who took pictures of us when we were kids. He was a professional oh. photographer, and um, so we got some nice pictures taken of us. And of course, we were living in North Wales at the time, so we were we were, you know, living with our grandmother who had a fantastic garden. So there was always lots of flower props. <laughs> oh, perfect. And who knew you would need them this, this, uh, all these years later, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. And I think that the coolest thing about this is you didn't just approach it from a writing and a graphic design background. The fact that the two of you are gardeners, you know, I think that must have been, you know, really why it is so, you know, it appeals to Matt and I, and it appeals to so many people because you you really approach it from that perspective. It's totally a labor of love. We're just, you know, we've been nutty gardeners for, you know, most of our adult lives. And, uh, you know, we come by it honestly, because it just kind of our parents were gardeners, our grandmother and everything. Yeah. Um, what One thing I did forget to mention about, um, because of, you know, kind of the passion for gardening, um, we broke with the tradition of having the iris on the cover, because Helen and I are both interested in biodiversity and native plants, so that all the cover choices that we put um, since we took over were um, things that related to to that rather than just ornamental gardening, um, you know, focus on biodiversity, um, insects, pollinators, uh, okay. vegetables, even because uh, that's where a lot of um, gardening interest is going these days, not mm -hmm. just ornamental, not just things that are pretty, but things that are um, sustainable, and beautiful in many ways, beautiful for the whole ecology. Okay. And so that's, that's where um, our focus is. Excellent. And is there a significance? So this year's version has a sunflower. Uh, yes, we have a bee on a sunflower. Ah, okay. uh, <laughs> so more emphasis on the bee than the sunflowers. <laughs> well, the, the bee is is right there, kind of you know hanging out. And Helen is a has been a mad, passionate uh, photographer of um, insects for many years, and um, all of her photographs are in the in the journal. They're all excellent done by Helen. We both take photographs, but Helen's photographs are just a bit better than mine. <laughs> oh, they're beautiful 
Um, oh, what? Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Sorry, we, I think we had another couple listener questions. We there. do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Whoops. This one here is from Donna. She yes, said, um, "Does this source book discuss plants, trees, etc., that are not fruits and vegetables?" Thanks. Oh, good question. Uh, not fruits and vegetables. We have trees. Yeah, what kind of what kind of trees was your listener looking for? Um, no, I think she just um, wondering if it was just plant uh, fruits and vegetables. So it's it's not a just a, a, a vegetable gardener's book. It's uh, definitely a gardener's book, right? It, oh yeah. You know, even it the supplier of plants goes from all pines, begonias, bonsai, right through to trees and seeds and roses. So yes, yeah. Donna, I would say it covers the gamut of the gardening industry. It's not just focused on uh, vegetable. No, definitely not. No, definitely, definitely not. not. And a lot of our suppliers are, um, you know, work with trees um, and sell trees as well. Um, a lot of the um, suppliers in the in the um, nursery. Uh, yes. garden centers and nurseries. We have a special section for um, fruit and nut trees. And the rest of them are kind of generally together with perennials, trees, and shrubs. Perfect. Thanks for that question, mm -hmm. Donna. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a another. Um, oh, nope. I'm sorry. I've just moved it. I'm sorry. Nope. I've totally lost it. I'm not sure okay. what I was going to say. That's okay. <laughs> Do you want, me to want me to go ahead? So, um, yeah, jump in. <laughs> okay. Uh, could your guest please explain what the bucket in a silker hose is? Hmm, not sure about that. Um, is that the bucket in Walter? a silver hose? Yeah, I'm not sure, Walter, what that question is. So, yeah. So maybe you can explain that. Um, I'm not sure. Um, okay. And someone else, Irene, has I wonder, written in. I wonder yeah. if they're thinking about, um, using a bucket as a soaker hose where you can fill up a bucket and you have holes in the bottom of the bucket. Um, if you don't have a hose to go to a tree, it's kind of a new way of, of making sure that a newly planted tree gets water. Uh, you can just take a really big, huge bucket, fill it with water truck it over to the tree and then that will just drip down like drip irrigation okay. so it's kind of like um tree bag know. almost yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay um yeah I think Walter's listened before but yes I, I I wasn't sure about that question but hopefully that answers um he's I guess that technique and um yeah so that's great and Irene has said good evening you talk about the moon references um, but what about the weather? I love the farmer's al almanac that references that. Uh, does your journal ever discuss weather and climate for growers? Thanks. Well, weather is kind of tough, right? That's a moving target. We, we have the frost dates. Uh, we have maps with the, um, the last spring frost and the first autumn frost. So uh, we have a chart um, on the flaps. So what you can do is, you know, when you're trying to decide, you've got a seed packet that says, sow your seeds five weeks before the first, uh, the last spring frost. So when is that? So you go to the map, uh, you figure out where your location is, and what your last spring frost date is, 
and then you just it's you can plot it on the chart uh so you put a little x so in toronto i think it is um third week of april so you just put a um their little boxes so you put your x in the box and then you just count one two three four and then you know i have to sow my whatever seeds the second week of march so it's a really nice little calculator kind of um that you can use in the on the flaps the front and the back flaps has has those um frost calculators uh, we don't do any predictions other than our frost dates um the average number of frost free dates it's all statistical right but yeah it's not predictions the way an almanac is going to tell you but mm -hmm. there is a little um on every single day in the journal uh, we have a sun um, a cloud um, and a little like little icons for the weather so oh, if it's a yeah. sunny day you just circle the sunny day if it's rain you just circle it so you don't have to say it rained today you can just mm -hmm. quickly circle it so it's got it's a little bit like a bullet journal that way you know you yeah. just have the, the four little icons and you can just quickly circle what what's going on that day yeah, because it's nice as journals are to look forward planning. Um, it's good to also look back, reflect, right? Matt, you were saying you, you were using that too to reflect on this past season for next season. So yeah, I like to circle it. I have um you know those like four colored pens. So I circle it in green so all my time and weather and stuff is green. And then just before uh, by the last icon, I also just write in the temperature that it was like the high for that day. So I know that. You know, you can see the ups and downs and yeah, or that this time last year it was three and it snowed or something like that. I love yeah. that, Matthew. I love the idea of using one of those four colored pens. That is such a great idea. Yeah. And I, you've got a, a great wire spine. So the journal sits nice and flat and you can fold it in half. And I find that my pen just slips right down in the middle and just barely sticks over. So I've always got my, my pen on hand and I can quickly whip it out and write notes wherever I am. I'll tell you what I do with my journal. I got these really super duper um, magnets with hooks on them from oh. um, Lee Valley, I think. I stick them on my fridge and I just hang my, my um, journal on the fridge with the hook going through the little wire. So oh. it's just always there. And then I have my 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 pen there too and you can stick it right in the yeah in, in the wires like Matthew was saying yeah. because you always want it somewhere where it's just there you don't have to hunt it down it's just mm -hmm. open to the the week um and you can just scroll something in you know whatever saw the first uh um snowdrop you know yes yeah um yes. the cone flowers are almost over um <laughs> you know that kind of thing and i know i'm familiar with those magnets from lee valley because they're super duper strong they right because it's not i don't want people to think it's a light book like it is a substantial book so yeah it's yeah. it's those super duper strong magnets. they are great from, uh, i just i love those magnets and it's mm -hmm. perfect for just sticking your your journal on the on the fridge if you have yeah. that type of fridge yeah excellent here's another really good question uh from uh, kyle he's saying is the information in the journal relative to just the toronto area that we're from, or can the information be used in other parts of Canada and the US? Thank you. 
That's such a good question um, because yeah. that has all to do with zones. And what we also realized when we took over the journal was that um, it wasn't just Toronto um, that we were really talking about. It was just a broader area. And that's why we changed the name to, to the Toronto and Golden Horseshoe um, journal. Uh, so it, it kind of extends from, you know, Kingston all the way down to Ni Niagara. Uh, there are some different garden zones in there, but because those garden zones are shared by many other locations in North America, uh, we have people from the United States who use the journal, uh, people in BC, people in Newfoundland. So um, it's applicable in many ways to anybody who has similar zones to what we have here in the, um, the Golden Horseshoe area. Mm -hmm. um, and we're actually thinking about doing a Canada-wide one. So um, that may happen in the future. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, because I would think upstate New York and, and you yeah. know, all the border areas really have the same, some much similar weather than, than we have, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are differences in areas like Toronto doesn't get the good snow cover that, say, Buffalo has. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's a lot of overlap with, you know, different regions that are kind of in our general vicinity. Yeah. And there's such a wide range of zones, right? Like BC goes up to like zone seven and eight. Um, there's pockets of six and seven in the horseshoe. And then way out in the East Coast, we've got like three through five and maybe a touch of six, more so the five. So, yeah, even if you're... Um, like a, a U.S. listener, there's such a wide range going into zone five, six, and seven moving south from us um, that, yeah, that you could really kind of use the journal to, uh, you know, go through your, use it very, very wisely and, and to improve your garden and make it low maintenance and keep yourself on track. So mm -hmm. a great wide range to, uh, to use the journal for sure. Just kind of like our show, right? Our gardener, like, and we, we can have people from all over, but we do like, I know there's one, um, I'll give a shout out to Rose, who's in New Brunswick, who um, I've done a design for her and, and she's an avid listener of our show and, and asking advice and things like that. So, so yeah, I mean, it's amazing that um, you don't have to be in the same city. I mean, there, there really is a blend and there really is, because um, most gardeners know their zones and know uh, and being weather's changing so much too, right? So uh, that's the best thing about gardening, I think, is it's very, there's no borders, right? It, it really yeah. is transitional. So yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump in as we pass our 730 mark. It's already much past that. Uh, just for our mid-station or mid-show station ID to say thank you for listening and joining us here live on Reality Radio 101. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host Joanne Shaw, and you're listening to Down the Garden Path. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden, just like the Toronto and Golden Horseshoe Gardener's Journal will definitely help you make that happen. We learn right along with you and from our research and from the wonderful guests like Sarah Battersby joining us here this evening on the show. So don't forget, you can spend more time with us down the garden path. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. 
at Down the Garden Path Podcast is our handle there. And you can find us on all of your favorite podcast providers. And while you're there, please hit that subscribe button to be notified of new content. And please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment. Perhaps you're listening to this show as a downloaded podcast and we're no longer live, but we love hearing from you and you can always write us here at instudio101 at gmail.com. Our wonderful producer, Gary, always forwards us the mail. Don't forget to also check us out on our websites. You can find Joanne at downthenumber2earth.ca and you can find myself at naturalaffinity.ca. Now, Joanne, um, I'm sure there are listeners out there, but we teased giving away some of mm-hmm. these couple copies of these wonderful journals. How are we going to do that for our listeners who are listening from everywhere? That's right. Sarah and H- Helen have been generous enough to uh, g- donate two books to us to give away to our listeners. So, uh, so yeah, so we, I've been writing down, have you been, I've been writing, I don't know, Gary, we didn't ask you when we're in studio, usually we made Gary, we delegated the writing down of names to Gary, but now that we're here, uh, so I've been writing down some names and so we'll, uh, we'll pick two at the end of the show, Matt. Yeah, that sounds great. Just like we do in studio. So yeah, definitely write a question about the journal that you might have uh, for Sarah and that will enter your name into the draw. Yes. No, you're kind of giving me a weird look across Zoom. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Um, So yes, definitely write in. Ralph has also just written in the question. So Ralph will definitely jump into the pool for the draw of our two, uh, two copies, was it? I believe. Yes. Two copies. Perfect. So Ralph asks, if we ordered a book for Christmas, is there any way that we can have Sarah and or Helen sign it? Thank you. (laughs) Sarah's like like, what what? (laughs) we need your autograph (laughs) sure if you order one um from us we wouldn't be able to sign the ones that um Joanne and Matthew have in their position right now yeah no Uh, no you don't have one of those machines but um anybody who wanted a signed one could certainly have one if they wished okay so if they order from Toronto or the gardenjournals.ca yes that mm-hmm. you could sign one of those okay mm-hmm. yeah so winning one you're not gonna you're not gonna get one um oh whether you can because helen asked for yeah so i think you're sending those ones out for us oh so, okay. yes yeah. you are so okay <laughs> so, well, you, then, so even you our go. winners could get an autograph book and uh, <laughs> one of the reasons we so i don't know if most our listeners know that in november for the most part, we had a few exceptions where we tried to have it be author month. So this kind of ties in with author month because we want to support giving garden books and journals and things like this to uh, people for Christmas. So um, so that was part of the reason. So thank you, Ralph, for reminding everybody these would make if they, you don't want it for yourself, these would make a great gift or you can put it on your list to give to somebody else to say this is what you want for Christmas. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a great little gift idea. I think also just sitting on the website on my second monitor here, um, just at the bottom, if you go to gardenjournals.ca, question and comments, they do have, you have the email address orders at torontogardens.com. So I bet if you wanted a signed copy, um, you could throw them an email and say hi and uh, request the signature there too. And maybe Sarah's like, no, there's a better way. But <laughs> well, and since this All is something time. brand new, I don't have a, a specific strategy, but that sounds like a good one. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I would think so. 
they're <laughs> on the down low. They're very famous. There's a fandom out there for you guys and your journal. Just That's right. That's right. Um, so Shaw has written in from Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. And he said, I know what I'm getting for Christmas presents for to all my garden gardening friends and family. Thanks. So that's great. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, so that is really good. And um, I, I, again, I think it would make a really good gift. And you got to love something that's, you know, gardening focused, but also super practical. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Uh, like I said, I use my daily uh, write garden notes in there and I have plant tags in the back of mine. I use it as a daily organizer because as our listeners know, uh, Sarah, I just have a tiny condo garden. So mine's like my seeds and my plant tags. And um, yeah, like you said too, Joanne, excellent idea. Uh, if you've always, you know, wrestling with those receipts, where do I put yeah. my receipts for my plant warranties? That wonderful pocket that Sarah said that they've added to the back. Um, come on, like it's, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> it's awesome. I know. I think that's like, right, that even though that's not the type of journal I keep, I'm like, just for the, just for the pocket alone, right, to have everything there and the source guide. Absolutely. So, uh, so, you know, yeah. um, versus having the pile of stuck in a drawer in the bottom of my desk, exactly. right? Exactly. Yes. You always know if it happened in uh, 2022, you'll find it right in that pocket, you know, so it's just a great way to get organized. Yeah. So. Sarah, I have to ask, as you were, you were mentioning that you've bought the journal in the past and way back when Margaret was starting it, do you guys have, because a little bit of a collector in me, do you guys have one of every copy for the last 30 years somewhere? No, I <laughs> wouldn't go back that far, probably, but I have quite a pile. Um, I'm not sure how many years I, I um, collected them. Um, Helen? I'd have to ask Helen that too, yeah, but no, definitely at least kind of half that time, I would mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so how do people give you feedback? Like, are you, uh, you know, for improvements for next year or some things that are added, you know, like you said, Helen, you know, invented that one just because you taped the, the cover together. Yeah. Uh, we asked for feedback. Um, oops, sorry. My phone just went off. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we asked for feedback. Every year we used to have a page saying, send us your feedback. Uh, we got rid of that page because it was kind of um, um, older technology, you know, mail, mail us in your ideas. Yeah. Uh, but anybody could always um, contact us through our um, Twitter, Instagram or whatever and say, hey, could you do this? And we always listen to, to any ideas about how to make the... Um, it better okay. better absolutely yeah. excellent and we will have all your contact information in our show notes excellent. for our listeners too so we'll have your uh, twitter oh, and, uh, one thing we did that um uh, people liked was um we made the cover glossy uh so mm. it's like a coated stock and it used to be more of a mat so you know you can grab it with your dirty gardening hands and then it, it just wipe it off with a with a damp cloth and and you're not going to get it all you know muddy so that was a that was something that people seem to really like that that we added. Oh, great! Yeah, that is a good idea. And the tabs, I love that the tabs too. Yeah, the tabs make it easier. We used to have more tabs, but we realized that the sections were actually um, 
we didn't need so many sections. And so we, it just simplified it to go down to three tabs. And uh, yeah, it just kind of makes it a little just more, um, I think just more usable, more straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, because in um, this year's the 2021 copy, you've got the journal month by month, plan and records and source book. Um, and then you've got the journal and I think you've combined the months into the just into the records records section. yeah right mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah very streamlined easy to navigate um yeah i yeah it's wonderful you guys if you're listening and you need you just need the gardener's journal i'm just flat out telling you you need to log on right now uh to gardenjournals.ca and purchase you this amazing info organized, beautiful publication uh, for the low, low price of $24.95. I absolutely love it. I can't speak highly enough of it. I, <laughs> I, I was I, for I, an infomercial right like, there. Oh my gosh, right? Sarah. Order now and you'll... <laughs> we love Matthew. <laughs> I just, I love it. I, when I saw it, I just fell in love with it. I just, it was just like the way I thought and had such great information as someone in the industry and a, a hobbyist gardener, like it just, it had just has so much and it was just so easy to follow. I love the eight box where Margaret was like, well, what should I be doing um, this week? And it's just perfect, timely tips, um, lots of space. I, it's, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so and glad so much that so you, that you I love it. Matt's, Matt's name is on the back. I think he's got a reviewer on the back of the book, uh, Sarah. <laughs> yes, so we, we do. You know, everybody, uh, it's not just, he's not just saying it for the show that he's saying, he it's told them down that there. privately and uh, they put it on the back of the book. So yeah, uh, it's all down there in uh, black and yellow. <laughs> yes. And I've already taken in um, my one from this year because I teach at Durham College. Um, and so I have taken it in and I've shown everybody and we were talking about plants for situations and different industry suppliers. So I've, I've just like, I've told more than 30 people just in one thing, just, you need to get it. Have you guys got it yet? <laughs> Thank so. you, Matthew. We really appreciate yeah. your enthusiasm and, and, uh, we share it because yes. we, we oh, love it too. Good. And um, that's what excites me. Yeah, is that you guys love it so much, and you guys do such a great job. Yeah, it is all right. Love. Okay, so uh, now trends. So Sarah, I know um, with uh, with COVID and with the pandemic and the increased demand and interest in gardening, have you seen like so? This is kind of you know with the book, but also just in your work with the book. Have you guys noticed like a bit of a trend and what people are asking for or looking for? I think that um, people being kind of close to home there was uh, like a real interest in getting stuff happening in yeah. terms of food, growing their own food, um, just making your, the space that you're in and you're kind of trapped in, uh, you know, more beautiful. I think the kind of forced being at home makes people look around and think, Oh, how can I make this better? Um, yeah. Maybe like a little, kind of urge to do something was always there, but they didn't really have the time or the opportunity or the, you know, the impetus. And that, that may have brought out a lot of that kind of nesting 
stuff, which, you know, gardening is, is part of that sort of fluffing your nest yeah, um, yeah. activity. And I think seeds too, like that, I know this on like all the online chatter, you know, was really finding those seed sources. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't have seedy Saturdays. So in the pandemic, that's something that a lot of, uh, you know, people who start from seed always go to these little group um, gatherings where that you can buy seeds. And then, um, you know, in 2020, there was none. They were all canceled. Uh, we didn't have any for 2021 either. So two years going. So it's yeah. all, you know, luckily we have mail order and, um, you know, finding all the resources in the Gardener's Journal source book. Awesome. I just love it. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it's just so fantastic. So fantastic. You know, Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I always find that um, I do keep a a diary, a digital diary, Um, but I've always, I've, always was a long-term diary writer and I find just the act of writing um in the in the sort of with the original digital devices you know fingers and paper Mm -hmm. and a pen there's something about it that has a completely different feel to doing something digitally Um, going back and looking at your own handwriting you know from years ago and like oh that rose I bought that rose and you kind of just see it um, and just the act of writing, it it's, creates a different pathway in your brain, they say, um, mm-hmm. and it helps you kind of remember better and things like that. So actual physical, and I think that's why a lot of people are going back to physical journals with the whole bullet journal thing. Um, there's something about it that's just different from digital, you know, that nice old fashioned analog feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree. Okay. I mean, I, I I know I, I love my notebooks and my journals and, and writing. I mean, as much as the Google calendar is, is good there for appointments and remembering this, yeah. you know, that, but uh, you can't replace that. Um, and I think something to be said about taking, being able to take something out in your, um, in your, in your garden and, and make a note of something. So having something, you know, Matt and I often talk about that, like make a note of what's blooming or what, make a note of what's not blooming this year, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing, uh, or not this month in September, what's blooming in your garden or winter yeah. interest. What's, you know, so sometimes I think having something that you can, um, it's not, re- you know, noting it outside and then coming inside and remembering to type it in, you know, that that doesn't happen. And then so. you can actually see the books together and flip through the pages. And, you know, what Matthew was just saying, it was, it was raining and on this date in, you know, 2020 or whatever. And yeah, um, you can really see the comparison of the years because you got it there in the physical copy to compare with yes yes yeah you've just got that journal that record for yourself and why didn't that work and oh it was a rainy spring or oh yeah look it was cloudy all of July or something weird like that for sure yeah Mm -hmm. um I think a couple other listener names just that have been thrown into the pot um Winnie just quickly wrote in and said Hey, Matt, is it okay to rake my leaves? Only kidding. Uh, love the show. So thank you for listening in. Uh, and then Jim also said, Matt, we both have ESP. Jim was also wondering if Sarah or uh, your sister Helen had all the yearly editions squirreled away or saved somewhere in the archives. So 
I bet Margaret does, don't you think? Yeah, I was going to say too. We 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 have big stacks of them, um, and uh, yeah, I I can't say that I have every single one from the beginning, but um, we have a lot. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, I'm so glad we were able to have you on and that yes. you can share and and tell everybody about this. And um, we will, you know, of course, the show gets released as a podcast, and we'll have all your information on. Uh, on our show notes so that we can keep, you know, promoting the show and, and promoting uh, so people can learn more about it. Um, but also, um, again, we want to make sure everybody goes to gardenjournals.ca and uh, that's a one-stop shopping, right? For everything. <laughs> and, uh, and I, do we want me to pick the two names right now, Matt, or do we want to do it after the show? Um, sure. No, if you've, do you have them all ready to go? I do. do I have um, Donna and Ralph. I picked those names uh, as our listeners. So we'll email you directly and get your information so that uh, Helen and Sarah could send out a book to you. So congratulations very much. So congratulations. And thank you very much, um, Sarah and Helen, for donating those books for us to be able yes. to uh, to, wrap sure. up, to do as a giveaway. So that's We're always happy exciting. happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, just before we go, as we've reached the last like three minutes, um, Sarah, was there anything that you wanted to promote or quickly shout out to about the Garden Journal or just anything else that's maybe exciting happening over at torontogardens.com? Uh, I can't think of anything apart from, I mean, we talked a lot, so I think we yeah. covered all the bases. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent, excellent. And Matt, what's coming up next week? to see you guys to, oh, to actually to see yes to see yes. us eh? um and so we've got a couple more shows for the rest of 2021 matt what are we talking about next week yeah that's it um we're this is i believe show 42 of the year so we've got two more to go uh but next week we are going to talk about lessons of uh 2021 on december 6th uh, and then as I'm looking at Joanne, because I thought we were going to switch those, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I don't then, know. You might be surprised. Tune in. You never know what you're going to hear. But we're going to we're going to talk about the lessons of 2021 still, uh, as well as maybe some other exciting news. Uh, and then we are also going to wrap up the year uh, with some gift ideas for 2022 for the upcoming Christmas. Uh, and as obviously as a huge one this evening, the Toronto and Golden Horseshoes Gardener's Journal would make a wonderful uh, gift idea for 2021 Christmas for 2022. So yeah, so we've got two more shows. Uh, and then we are going to reach about the 20th of December and we're going to take about three uh, weeks off the 20th, 27th and the 3rd moving into 2022. And we're going to return with the 2022 Garden Media Trends Report with returning guest Katie Dubois. Uh, so lots of cool trends to start off next year, year with. That's right. And it's always good to tell Gary that our schedule live on the air, right, Gary? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, so surprise. No, we were, we were going to send an email, but you know. <laughs> oh, we were. I was just <laughs> running with it. But that's good. But it's always it, the season just goes by so quickly. And, and the fact that Matt keeps, you know, Gary, when you and I did it together, I never kind of kept track the way uh, Matt does. He keeps us on uh, on uh, schedule. So knowing that that's how many episodes we've done this year. Oh, my goodness. That's right. 
as we reach the last couple of minutes, thank you again, uh, Sarah, for joining us here on the show. Congratulations on 30 years uh, for the wonderful Gardener's Journal. Congratulations. It's absolutely amazing. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, yes. you're welcome. Tell Sarah we said, or say, you're Sarah, tell Helen we said hello. I will do that. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank everybody for listening once again and uh, for tuning in to us here every Monday night. We really appreciate it. So thank you. That's right. We love doing the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to all of our wonderful listeners uh, who wrote in questions for Sarah this evening. And thank you, too, to everyone who is maybe not listening to us live downloaded the podcast thanks for bringing us into your home or your car and the drive to work and as always thank you everyone for tuning in here live on reality radio 101 to down the garden path we'll see you next week thank you for listening to down the garden path with your hosts joanne shaw and matthew dressing right here on reality radio 101.